All right, we're on. I'll cut that. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll cut that part out. Go ahead. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Four Square Presents After Hours. Yes, sir. Why not talk like that, bro? I don't know why they talk like that, to be honest. It sets the vibe, man. Hey, man, you got to set the tone, bro. This is After Hours. It's After Hours. And guess what? For the After Hours for this one, we got all of us squares in here. All four of us. This is the first time there's going to be all four squares. In here, and we just gonna take a little bit of a deeper dive into the aspects of college, man. So specifically, more in depth, what we didn't talk about in the episode, like mm-hmm. the 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 real big differences of the HBCU and PWI life, plus a little bit more about the clubs and social aspects of Greek life and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Stuff that we just didn't have time to really go into because we would have talked for hours. Yeah. So, first thing, like, first thing I want to mention is, like, um, I think the only person, the only two people who can really speak on that here are Maxwell and Alex, to an extent. <laughs> what, HBCU life? No, yes. just, well, yeah, that, and also Greek life, but let's start with oh. the HBCU stuff. Like, what's the, Jeff and I went to PWIs, and you two went to HBCUs, like, you especially, Max, as someone who has now attended both kinds of institutions, which I think is weird, although also, like, like... PWIs are institutions. Like, that sounds kind of like a mental facility. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. Which makes sense. We're all, we're, we're all we're all pretty mental. But what's the what's like what are some of the really big differences you've noticed? Um, some of the like major differences that I noticed immediately whenever I started to attend um UGA. Um, like the major difference that I saw was like. Mm-hmm. Of course, you see like the the white people. And you see, like, you have your black UGA, which they call Buga, or BUGA, whatever. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. But, um, of course, I'm going to be more attracted to that because that's what I'm attracted to, like, people that look like me and seem to be experiencing, like, what I experience. Um, but off muscle, like, off root, I can definitely tell, like, even within that little faction of colored people that they have, they're still, like, a multitude of clicks right, right that still occur and it's like you have like a lot of people that are really you have like the greeks then you have the non-greeks then you have like csa then african student association and then mm-hmm, a whole bunch mm-hmm. of different types of clicks within life uga and then like there's like very little from what i see it's like very little unity um it's not like that really that that family vibe that you can get at HBCUs, like, Alex, I know you can probably attest to this, too, like, mm-hmm. that family vibe that you, you're always going to get, like, no matter where you are, who you're with, like, it's always like, oh, hey, you want a drink, like, you want some food, like, it's always going to be, like, something friendly and stuff. Here's just, like, somebody's going to look at you a little, like, kind of be like, mm, who is this type thing, not actually talk to you or anything. Maybe it's just... uh kind of the new generation, new generational thing where they don't want to talk to anybody. They just, like, look at you. Yeah, I was going to wonder, like, why do you think... Social aspects. Why do you think that is at PWIs? Because, like, I see at Tate, it's weird, like, it's it's not, like, an established thing at all, but for whatever reason, if you go to the Tate Student Center, there is that one section that is just, like, right in front of the, like, the food area where just all of the black people congregate. It's, like, it's, like, the the hub of BUGA. It's kind of... Mm strange yeah. like you got people playing like I, I kid you not is the they got people playing spades you got people just talking just vibing playing music 
It's like they exist in their own little pocket dimension, but everyone's just walking around them. I will give you a singular word that encompasses all of that. Can we can we guess the word? To, uh, is it is it white? Saying family dynamic. That's two words. You said it. It's a part of it. Not, oh. It's not the word. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> he is mad. <laughs> but no. So the word is culture. Uh-huh. One thing that um, that I'm sure that Matt's gonna agree with is that each HBCU has a certain culture. And each one, depending on where you go, I mean, yeah, for the AC, even the AC itself, although we're considered, you know, a cluster, we're all different. Like, when you step on each campus, each campus has a different type of energy. Mm-hmm. And they're all, you know, unified together because, yes, like, regardless of, like, the differences, we all see, like, eye to eye as far as, like, certain genetic aspects. But if I were to go to Howard and I were to go to Hampton and I were to go to NCAT, they're all two. They're all completely different HBCUs. Although they're going, you're going to get the experience of going to one. The the culture and the energy is just completely different. And unfortunately, what I don't get when I ever step on any PWI is a sense of culture and a sense of identity, because a lot of these institutions were already just placed for historically they were just placed for any student who was white to just go and get an education. Mm-hmm. You know, University of Georgia, like. Like, if you notice, like, majority of the PWIs are names after cities, you know. But as yeah. far as, like, HBCUs, there are a lot of them that are not named after cities. They're named after somebody. Howard, Hampton, Morehouse, mm-hmm. Spelman. They're named after people who helped pave the way and created a space for them. Yeah. I mean, UGA and, has, like, the buildings and the departments named after people, not exactly. the institution itself. And so what, what, I, what I notice is that there are certain PWIs that do have a culture. You know, Ivy Leagues, they have culture because of their elite, their, the eliteness and the astute, you know, prominence that they have. Eliteness in quotations. Mm-hmm. Eliteness in quotations. In, in quotations, yes, you're right. The eliteness in quotations, you know, you know, the Browns, the Princetons, the Harvards, but then you have just, you the know, just great parents. schools like, you know, like University of Chicago is a great school and like, like Notre Dame and Stanford and like, you know, like big, like if you go to those schools, it's like, oh, you went to Stanford. Oh, like you got a good head on your shoulders, like. Mm-hmm. And so, but those have culture and they have history to back up the culture. But when you go to any old PDR, any UGA, Florida, Iowa, Georgia Tech, Auburn, Georgia Tech, like there's no real sense of being. It's mm-hmm. just, hey, we're good at school, yeah. but there's no history. Like, you know, backing up why you're going to that school. I have, I have thought, and th- I have thoughts, and, th- and actually a theory on that. But before I like can fully give that, I actually want to ask Jeff his take on it because we ne- Jeff never really talked about it, what it felt like, you know, being a black man in a PWI because like that's, um, you know, that, that's a different experience than we have. So Jeff, was it what was it like? Was it different? Was it like was it really much to it for you? Um. I mean, personally, I've always kind of got along with white people, so it wasn't the sense of having to find a home necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I've mm-hmm. always kind of had people gather around me. I never really went searching for friends before. So as far as that goes, um, I mean, my freshman year, like the third floor crew that I talked about in the podcast episode was mainly white people with one other black dude. And the dude that I said was annoying was half black, but as far as um finding 
I really was searching for the Caribbean Association. Like I went into MTSU looking at the organizations they had, and I went and found them myself. Like when it came to like their booth at the student fair, I legit was like, "Hey!" Like they were like, "Hey!" Well, I was like, "I know who you are. I've been looking for you." So I said, <laughs> "I know who you are. I'm looking for you. Sign my name up right now." And we had dude, we had dude find the karate club with that same shit, that same attitude. Yeah. But well, honestly, like my experience hasn't really been mm-hmm. significantly affected by that. Mm-hmm. If that's the answer you're looking for. No, I mean, well, I was looking for whatever your take was. You never yeah. spoke about it, so that's what I'm saying. You never talked. But um, one thing I want to touch on what Max had said about like the lack of unity. At first, you know, you think it's kind of weird, like you know, the per, per, like seventy eight point one percent white population at UGA, followed by what ten percent Asian, and then six percent black people. I think it was last time I checked. Yeah, it's like there's just very there, there's a very small there's a, it's a minority on the top of a minority, but so you would think there would be a little more unity for that, but then I got to thinking. I think part of that, and that I think somewhat ties in with what you had said, Alex, about the lack of culture. I think part of that is just one of its size. Mm-hmm. it's the kind of institution like HB, HBCUs are like a little more packed, a little more compact. So like there is much more opportunity for people coming together because it's like, you know, who everyone is, you, you kind of know of other people, but w- with 40,000 over 40,000 undergrads alone, it, you're very likely to see someone for the first time and never see them again. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people may have adopted this, niche mentality where it's like they desperately cling on to whatever friend group they've made whatever culture they have associated with mm-hmm. and they're very i guess very unwilling to open sometimes people are just unwilling to open up because they might lose something or they might introduce some like a like a negative force i think i would want to challenge that notion in the sense of size because one thing that I think HBCUs also contain, which makes us very proud, is just our sense of pride for our school. Because since we, and I don't know how much in depth you guys got on the history of your school, like like one thing that like we always, like HBCUs would joke on people about, it's like, do y'all know y'all school's motto? Do y'all know y'all school's, like um, your school song? Do you know who founded your school? Can you name people who helped pave the way for your school? Like, and not many people who go to HB, uh, to go to PWS. I'm sorry, how many people who go to PWS could say that? And it's like, I know like, I can. Went to HBCUs. They we know history. We know like we were founded on this day when we when like when it's our founders' day, we rep it hard. Is that like, taught to you? Hmm? Is that taught to you? Yes. Yep. There's a difference. The also, first week that is stuff that I was taught. To, that is stuff that I was. You, you would get clowned if you didn't know the history. Like mm-hmm. you don't know your history. Like yeah. like for Greek, like for Greek, you don't know your history. Spit my founders. Like 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 half the chapter of people. Like it, it is. But I do understand because it is a sense of pride because it is the history of like how the school was founded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're when you're backed by when you're backed by hardship, and you obtain success later on down the road, that shows and increases your sense of pride. But I suppose with PWIs. There's not much room of like hardship or struggle behind just the establishment of your school. And so, but also since there's such a large size, I would challenge that maybe since there's so many people, you do have the idea 
you know, when we went and we all hung out at UGA mm-hmm. and we met those people and it's like, okay, that was for one night with no expectation of seeing them ever again because there's just so many people. So it's like, well, how can I be proud of something that's not substantial because it can easily just be pushed away the next day. Like you said, it was taught to you. It wasn't taught to us. No, never been brought up once. No one knows. It's a prior because they're not going to like instill that into you. Right. Like if you went around UGA and asking them who founded the school, you would get a lot of just uh. Sorry, I don't know. You can Google, but that's but that's but that's but don't you think that that's something that but should the, be implemented into your school into P device because it is still no. like you know be proud of where you're going because a lot of people they're just like a oh, school's a school I don't care where I go I just need the degree and the school is just second nature but for people who go to specific institutions. They show so much love for their school because of the pride that they have in their school. If I may say this, part, I think part of this might answer some of that, is a part of the pride that you derive so hard for your HBCUs is because HBCUs provide a very uncommon thing, especially down south. They provide a haven. Actually, Max, you would kind of tell you had called it earlier, uh, a space where young black people can be themselves and be safe and feel safe feel like themselves and that is that is something to take pride in because that's something you have to take pride in because mm-hmm. there's just there's not a lot of it but you, you can you can throw a baseball and find a pwi and people take pride in it but in different ways take pride in the education that they're receiving they take pride in their football teams they take pride in the sacrifices that their family or they themselves have made to get there mm-hmm. but there is so there's just really no need for the cultural impact of it because it doesn't serve the same purpose. A UGA is a haven for people to, you know, be adults and to get their education and to find their path in life. Morehouse and Albany State, if I may be so bold to say, was that and more. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think to I think that does that answer kind of the whole yeah. pride and culture. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it. Overall, it just depends on what you're going to school for. Like, yeah, school is an education center where you learn, but if you go there wanting to be prideful of where you go, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Especially if that is taught to you as a freshman. As we said before, the PWI, they're not going to really teach you that in a way. Like, be prideful of your shit. It's kind of like go to school and kind of figure it out. So... I personally kind of look at it as like I'm kind of here for school, and if I find something I like along the way, that's cool. But I don't know the anthem, I don't know like the song, I don't know the history. But at the same time, I don't necessarily care either. We know Go Dogs and Sickum, followed by a series of barking, barking, uh, incoherent barking, yeah, incoherent barking. That's that's our. As far as I know, that actually oh, might be wow. our song. A lot of offbeat barking. As far as I know, yeah. As far as I know, that actually might be our school song. Oh, <laughs> no. and, and now, all graduates, we're now going to perform the UGA school song. Go dogs! Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah. Like Corey, Corey, George, or something. I, I don't. No, I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't care. Like I could sing. Like I sing my school song regularly awesome. with my with my fellow classmates. That's great, and we know about heart type of thing. 
But uh, like I said, I mean, I guess it is something that you have to, if you're not shown that in the beginning, then you're not going to well, see, here's another thing also, is despite the fact that like EGA, for example, will say a lot about how they care about the individual, they care about the Georgia man or Georgia woman, there are so many people walking around that there's really not a whole lot of time or personnel to care about each individual person. Mm-hmm. It's like, we care, we care that you become successful, but I, I guess like from what you guys have told me, it really does seem like the HBCUs care about the person. You care about yeah. cultivating the man or woman that is becoming like a member of society. You're able to build relationships with people that are in your field, like your professors, and, and also your preparing faculty. also yeah, and also preparing young black youths for the harsh realities. Kind of thing. Anybody who, who went to HBCU can say that like I got more than right. the education that they can. They'll say that they like I went to like I, I went to Hampton and I got more than just a degree. I, I am a graduate of Hampton University mm-hmm. and like I stand by these things. Like I'm they're, a proud alone. Like I am a proud and it's pride from the beginning because like even like after like being at Morehouse for the first semester of, as a freshman, it's like, yo, I will fight anybody who ever like tries to like cross Morehouse. Like like mm-hmm. that's the level of pride that like I'll get. I won't fight anyone for EJ like that. See, no, that's not even. Well, unless I, unless I, I go I, to I'm martial arts, I'm saying unless like, I go to a martial arts competition, that's then I'm literally just, like, the care and the support of the position that you're put in to just also get an education because a lot of people who are there, some people need more than just the education. They need the guidance and the help and Dude. the resources to help figure out who they are as a person. And how to navigate the world, and then how to navigate the world in their field, and try to encompass all that together so that yeah. they can be the best person, not just the best student or the best worker, but just the best whole person. Yeah. And so that's what each HBC will provide for people who choose to go. I think you can honestly say it's because of the size is how they get why they can focus on the individual more. Yeah. Yeah. So what I can too. say about my majors. For concrete industry management, there was only 150 people in that major. So we literally knew all our professors. Everybody knows everybody. And they had time to see us grow from freshmen to seniors. That's IB. So basically, I'm not saying that, like, that's not the culture. But definitely the size is what helps. So maybe part of being in an HBCU that has a smaller size population, they would have the ability to connect with the kids more they can have more pride with the students to have more pride. So it'll be interesting to see an HBCU with at the size of a PWI and see how if they can still keep that. Or a PWI with the size of an HBCU and see how that goes. I think because I, mean, I, I I'm, I'm what do you mean by size of PWI? Thinking and saying that if there was like, like number, if, if I, there was like a, what's the number that you're thinking of? Like two thousand people. Two thousand? Yes. I'm saying in theory, if there would be a PWI with the size of 2,000 people. There are. Right. But I'm saying their culture, or they would probably be more prideful in the school. So I don't think it's necessarily, I'm sure the black part helps in the pride, but I think it deals more with the size of the actual population. I'd argue because it's a PWI, size does, would not matter. I mean, you can ask, you can ask. I say that. You can ask somebody that goes to Barry College how they yeah. feel about their school. You can ask somebody about Emmanuel Young Harris. You can ask somebody about like a school like Lee University, Tuscaloosa, like any any of those universities. Oldendorf University. Old I think that I think that has to do with necessity. 
mm. that really has to do with necessity. Like there is a necessity for cultivating um, people in HBCUs, like black people, people of my, uh, people of color. But if you get two thousand white people in a small school, like what do you need to cultivate them for? Do you think that you know, also, that, would, that would give them? I mean, the, no, you can cultivate them because it's a smaller group, so you can focus on the individual. I mean, they'll definitely, they'll definitely like. I think then, yeah, in that sense, they probably. I'm not will saying being black out. and the hardships that black people went through does not play a part. Yeah. I'm just saying does it, it's not the main part, in my opinion. Mm. I'd be curious to see the opposite. Uh, an HBCU with 40,000 people. That's what I'm talking about, too. Yeah. That... Mm. I think you start to get around there when you start to talk about, like, large HBCUs. I like think they would have Howard's, to, like... Howard's, Howard's FSA, FAU, FAU, Going Grand to Rams. Morehouse in ASU is nothing compared to going to NCAT or Howard or Hampton. Yeah, those schools, like, those schools are huge. Mm-hmm. Like, those schools are, like... Plus ten thousand students easily, mm-hmm. and like that would that definitely be like, a lot more delegation, just like splitting the roles up. So instead of like there's like 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 the head, the head, like the head of everything, and you've got like delegates spread all over, and like they can and they communicate with each other, and they pass messages along. So it's like without being connected to everyone, you are in essence connected to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like like really, you start to consider those sizes. You start to see those sizes more so out west mm-hmm. and up north too. So like, like there's in Hampton. I was thinking like Prairie View out there in Texas, Prairie, yeah. uh, Texas Southern, mm-hmm. um, Pine Bluff. Yeah, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yeah, um, those schools are rather large. Yeah, well, are <laughs> they gonna rep with the same intensity? Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Texas Southern is in I think a part of the heart, of like of the black part of Houston. So I mean, if you see how big the city of Houston, Texas is, and then you just put a black school on top of it, even Alabama State and Alabama A and M, like those yeah, two schools. Yeah, Birmingham, like Birmingham, and Birmingham is such a black city, and then something Mont- already, and you yeah. put a school on top of it. Mont- Montgomery, like <laughs> Alabama State, Alabama State is in the middle of Montgomery, like that's in mm-hmm. the country, bro. Oh, good. Tuskegee's like a little bit down the street, but. But the history of Tuskegee is already such an important factor in itself yeah, because of the city Washington. itself of Tuskegee and the and the army bases, the military bases in Tuskegee. Booker T. Washington founded the school and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. like I, I mean, think regardless the of the size, it. the history component and just the investment, and I think that you're right in the sense of the size does play a part, but I just think that the investment of what you know, board of trustees and like the like the people in power of the school, what they choose to invest, what they choose to invest in, will then affect the attitude and outcome of the student. The culture thing, like I said, I think I mentioned it earlier, just like you know, UGA, like there are buildings named after people, and I know I know a little bit about the history of the buildings more so. Actually, I think maybe one building. I know. Yeah, like I think the one piece of like history I know about any of the architecture is the Miller Learning Center because it's named after Zell Miller, Zell B. Miller, you know the uh, Mil- the Zell the Zell Mill Scholarship. Yeah, yeah. Former yeah. yeah, yeah. Now what we're not talking about is you know unity and culture, but adding the factor of the Greek life and how incredibly different that is. It, for example, um, my university UGA versus y'all's, like. The idea of white any, frat and black frats. Not just Greek life. I think that any association, any black-inspired association. So our CSAs are, you know, minorities for, like, uh, the Hispanic Student Association, Asian Student Association, uh, African Student Association. 
and Greek life. There's literally a whole conference isn't isn't like um what's the acronym? Uh NPHC is for black like Greek letter organizations. Black Greek organizations and then I don't know the name for the other one, but yeah, for mm-hmm. all of the and you know, we we joke about it with the, the Linda Linda Fies and the Pi Mu Iotas and the it's like I forget what it's called. I think it's called Council or something like that. That's something like that. Tri Delta, Tri Kappa, Eta Theta Phi. Yeah. Like, I think there is a. It's like the Panhellenic Council. Panhellenic Council. Yeah. When when y'all had first when we had first all like our first year all in universities, you had been Morehouse one year already. We had just started. We were talking a little bit about Greek life, and I remember one thing y'all said that just baffled my mind was how. At HBCUs like the, the 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 frats there have particular like signs and like slogans that they say things they say and like things they do like what symbols like hand signals whatever yeah. I don't know yeah. how to call I don't know what you call it but and then it's um, like if you are not part of that organization and you do that it's like you it's, risk getting your ass beat and I was I was flabbergasted it's the world's greatest sin it, it's like it's like a slap that. in the face I want to say that so um you know being in a black better organization myself it's like you put in all this work in order to do this and for the networking opportunities and for like the pride in saying that I'm a part of this organization and you see somebody throwing it up, it's going to piss you off because you're like, dang, like I went through all of this trials and tribu- all these trials and tribulations and you're just trying to, mm-hmm. I feel, I feel insulted. So well, if like, I had to go through the, as you say, the trials and tribulations that you went through, uh, I'd be a little pissed off too, to be honest. <laughs> exactly. Like, but it is actually, I would argue, in similarities to people wearing an HBCU shirt that you did not go to. Hmm. Well, I like to wear, like I like to wear other HBCU shirts. You guys make it seem like it's a little worse. Internal HBCUs but is one thing, but as far as like, like a white person wearing a Morehouse shirt and then just saying I don't know anything about the black, Oh, I just wear it just because I like it. I'm like Oh yeah, like I don't know anything about the black people like yeah, exactly like, like like I hate like is then that bothering just... when they see like like we see like a Q shirt at a Goodwill like oh, yeah, very much me. Like, like, you know it's crazy. I saw um this it was actually in downtown Athens mm-hmm. and I was at this bar. Of course I was by myself at this time. It's like beginning where's when I first started. Blue sky, right? Yeah I was at Blue Sky. Yeah. So I um I saw this white dude wearing a Kappa Alpha Psi shirt, but it said it was a Finding Pi, which is um one of the uh, I'm not I don't, I don't even really know, so I'm not even gonna say anything. But their uh, Finding Pi is part of their organization. Mm. I saw him wearing a shirt. I was like, okay, so you're white. I think they're because like based off of a white fraternity in the beginning. You're white as shit. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> even, no, no, I'm not even speculating. That's not my history. That's, that's, um, that's guess. But I saw him, I was like, so, uh, I, so I, I go up to him and ask him, I was like, so, uh, yeah, like, so where'd you get the shirt from? Like, cause automatically I'm like, okay, this is Black Creek Federal Organization. I'm already, this is like same year, same everything. Like I'm already kind of, I'm already kind of getting heated. Like, okay, you wearing this shirt. Do you know anything about it? Like, mm-hmm. why are you wearing it? What do you say? And he's like, oh no, I just found it and I thought it was cool. And I was like, yeah, you're going to have to take that off like <laughs> you was about to fight over something you I mean, about to fight somebody over a frat that's not even yours exactly did you say that you have to, yes you have to 
because you have to take pride in these black and better organizations. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say Greenpeace is fucking lame mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, we were created for the same fucking reason. And that was mm-hmm. to uplift the black communities. Mm-hmm. Can I comment on that, actually? Absolutely. What's up? This has bothered me for a very, very long time, and I kind of held my tongue on a lot. It's not as simple to say, oh, this is dumb, this is stupid. That's a lot of my opinion. Culturally speaking, historically speaking, I find it interesting, I guess, I'll say that, that a lot of the trials and tribulations that you went through are very similar to the horrors that your community has faced, like faced in the past. Yeah, that's what it's like. Branding. That was how. That's how people marked property so, and cattle. Actually, Getting the, beat. The history. The history behind it is a little bit different than that. So I'm gonna. Well, I'm not gonna say anything about that. Hmm. The actual history of why we get branded is completely different. Um. The history may be different. So the, the founding of fraternity. So we always say that our founders were pledged by life itself. So understanding that. Yours specifically, or Black Greeks. I'm speaking for my specific, I can't speak for everybody else. Mm-hmm. But our founders were undergoing trials and tribulations of life himself, life itself. Because you're growing up black in a, a country that hated you already. Mm-hmm. So you try, you're trying to I guess they're trying to understand, like want you to understand like everything that you're going through is something that they went through in a different way. When was your you when was your organization founded? 1911. Thank you. Okay. Well, okay. So back during that time, that's a little more understandable of like understanding the pain that your ancestors went through. But why now? Why do people still do that now? I'm not just talking about that. I'm not just talking about the branding specifically. I'm talking about. The, the branding, the branding is the, the jumping, the beat, the jumpings, the beatings, the calling niggas up. Who said that It leaks, right. and that's the thing too. Is like it be mad secret, and it's like I, I understand. Know. Like that's none of my business. I'm a GDI. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's cool. You say no. You say you say you say what you need to say. You say what you need to say. But there, it are, just comes yeah. off like sketchy. I ain't no front. Like niggas be mad secretive about some shit, and it's like. You can't even say nothing about what the fuck you went through, and then some shit leaks like niggas get jumped or niggas got to go through some hard right? shit. Oh, okay. Time. But it is, yeah, I agree with what Jeff. There is a lot of sketch shit, but I mean, a lot of this is I see this shit also with UGA white Greek, like white Greek, white Greek life, and there is definitely a significant less lack of history. But I find that shit a little more disturbing. Like I, I know friends. They were telling me, oh, yeah, I got jumped the other day. I got jumped, and, you know, I kind of take that shit. And I was like, why? That why did Jeff take that? It always shows that I'm committed. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It's different because they're, like, openly doing it. Yeah. And, like, people were, like, they subject themselves to humi- humiliations. Two specific examples, one of which, and this was, bro, this is one of the Jewish frats, the one that's supposed to be, like, highly regarded for the academic success. This man was dropped off in an unknown, unknown location outside of downtown Athens. Wearing nothing but his underwear, no phone, no wallet, nothing, and he was given like an hour to find his way back to the frat house, or he would suffer punishment. He didn't tell me what it was. Very shortly after that, he stopped rushing 
and I was not surprised. I thought that shit was the most ridiculous thing. How how does that how does that kind of humiliation prove loyalty? If you ask me, that is nothing but supporting a cycle of bu- enabling a bully and bullies and bullies and bullies. Because people who then get older after they've been after they've been initiated, then they go become seniors and they're like, I right, now I'm gonna do this to the freshmen. Now they gonna get what they get. Like, see, yeah, that's like uh, that's that is something that commonly happens. But they have to understand that. Well, and people, as you get older, you have to understand that that's not what it's about. You have to still educate about what your organization is about, and not necessarily be, you know, like doing that stupid ass shit. It's about education and it's about business and networking. That's the purpose of the organization. Like one of the purposes, main purposes of the organization. You're not trying to fucking just prove a point or anything like that. You're just, you're trying mm-hmm. to see if you actually want that shit. I guess. I Max, I I think from from their perspective and from regardless of HBCUs or PWIs, I think that the one thing that is concerning about Greek life is that there are there are some facts that you can't run away from that people just have to deal with on the fact that there are people who have died doing it. And it's it's something that obviously raises a lot of questions, which is why I'm assuming like this is just my number one question is is it worth it? And the thing is is it's so secretive that you don't even know your friend is going through something like that. Like they could be going through some shit and you even just said like, oh man, these trials and tribulations, nigga. I don't fucking know. I watched my, I, I watched a lot of friends know. go through it, both in fraternities and sororities. They went through it. And I never knew about How it. How am I supposed to relate to you if you can't even tell me what the fuck going on? How am I supposed to big up my boy in that probate when I don't know what the fuck happened between clothes? Though I don't even mean to be hyped like this, but this this fuck this shit fucking hits me, bro. I ain't gonna front. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit that same energy. I'm gonna hit that same energy real quick because another thing that irks the hell out of me is we're talking about uplifting and everything, but I'm not talking about, I'm not even going to talk about the black fraternities. I'm going to speak about the white ones for a second. It, the problems with that is you go through all that stuff, but then you just become part of like this secret society. And we've all seen movies, bro. Secret societies are sketch. Like they go through this just... So they, the people who got just a little room just... Oh. And then oftentimes, like, if, and oftentimes, like the other, the other extreme that I see, if it's not like a secret society thing, often like... I can't shake the feeling that it seems like a lot of these people are just paying for friendship. Like they pay an exor- I, I like I knew someone who was going through financial struggles to pay for these dues just to be in part of this. And I was like, bro. And I asked him, I was like, dude, why are you doing this? Why are you paying like $1,500 for a friendship just to get jumped when you can pay $20 to join the karate club and learn self-defense? Or go to a business organization. Like, you can't do businesses that way. There's a lot of different reasons behind it. A lot of people have their own reasons behind it. It's it's a really personal thing. Yeah. Okay. Right. And Max can't explain it. Matt, Matt, Max is always he's just one of the individual and he's our friend. But I mean, this is these are things that date back to history from literally the 1900s, mm-hmm. from 1911, like 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 this is early like the these these fraternities. Black and white are over hundreds of years old with so much history and methods and reasons that for us who aren't part of it, we can't explain and we can't understand. And for each person who joins it, it is their personal choice and everyone has a different reason. But I mean... I see dudes hanging paddles in their room with pride and that 
gives me the creeps. Look, dog, like if you join that and you do it for a righteous reason, that's cool. Do what you gotta do. But the it's the secret like I already mentioned the secrecy, but then niggas be like revering these niggas for doing this shit. Like the it's at a point where like oh step back and they do their stroke, which is cool. It's kind of cool. But to move sometimes. niggas back, like, hey nah, like it's time for them. It's like, dog, like you really acting like these niggas are guys, bro. It's kind of cult. It's kind of cultish like, when when these people when these like dudes like essentially like it feels like they worship people for like putting them through the struggles and uplifting them. And you can and that's not and that, that sounds kind of facetious, but like I'm sorry. No, but you can see the look in these people's eyes when these people be moving. Sometimes it's like it be it be starstruck. It's like nigga, what the what what is going on? It is kind of hilarious watching yeah, it people is kind of be like. So honestly, I. Whenever I joined the organization in the first place, I didn't, I didn't necessarily look for like that star studded yeah. shit. I was just, I'll, I'm me, regardless, mm-hmm. with or without the letters. That's like something I've tried to stand on, and like I see people being starstruck, I'm just like, what's to do? I'm just like, relax, okay. I mean, like your video in our and the podcast intro on one of the little clips you gave about like waving to somebody, like that, that whole thing seems like. A movie moment type thing, like it you were on a runway. That was actually that 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 video, and I only saw a glimpse. That video actually had like millions and millions and millions of views, like YouTube, Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram. Like it's kind of scary, isn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't. That wasn't anything I expected. I was just mm-hmm. trying to have fun at a party. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> also, Max, I mean, you, you being our friend, but the reason why we're still your friend and you're still our friend is because it didn't change you. By what you said, beginning and end. Right. And which unfortunately, and unfortunately that we've all seen it, and, and I'm sure, sure you've seen it too, oh, yeah. people who join completely change. Yeah, and but, I can't, but I, I, I don't blame them. I don't. If you're going to be revered in that way, dog, I, not saying I would, but I don't. Worship I is a hell of a drug. I can see people changing. This, this is, I this is the, re- the reason why I see people changing like that. Um, it's because first of all they're insecure in themselves um, so they allow the organization to create the person that they are and that's not the whole point of it so I guess you can blame whoever came in before them whoever allowed them into the organization for allowing them to kind of skate by you know because mm. you need to be a sure individual whenever you're doing something like this you know what I mean mm-hmm. you need to be you're not you're not it's literally like so I'm literally saying this, like, you don't let the organization make you. You make the organization. People make up the organization. So I, I think it's also the idea of people coming into it with nothing and people coming into it with something. If you're as a sophomore and you have nothing backed behind it. Then why are you being accepted in the organization? But those people are, those people are finding their ways. And those people who are finally, those are the people who do a complete 180 because they're going into it with nothing. As opposed to somebody who's already established in themselves, established in other organizations, other people who are saying, like, I'm already me, and this is another addition, another bonus to who I am. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that are honorable and respectable. But the people who literally come in with zero. Yeah, that's typically what happens. The people who come in with zero and they people. get it, find their way in, and then get the letters... Those are the people that you're commonly going to see who completely do the 180. Yeah, I can gladly say this, right? So whenever I joined, the, I was a junior whenever I pledged. Um, at that time, mm-hmm. I was already a class vice president. I was a student athlete. 
I had another organ. I was a e-board on another organization. I was consistently doing community service. My GPA was great. I'm a chemistry major. Um, I had like a whole Nerd. bunch of things under my. Yeah, exactly. I had a whole bunch of things under my belt at that point. So I knew like either way. You, I was going to be good. You yeah. came in as yourself and as an established person. Mm-hmm. And, the, and those are the people that are just like, all right. And like, I was so, I mean, it was just fortunate enough, like, that, I mean, you see, like, my, my leadership skills kind of were exemplified mm-hmm. after that after that point because you learned a lot of different steps, a lot of different things. I will say that you did seem a little more at peace and, like, comfortable after you had, um, finished your process i don't know i don't know what you call it but after you got in like I, you did seem a little more certain like, even yeah. when you were playing baseball you never really seemed like you were in the right spot all the time yeah it was very wishy-washy but my be my, my 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 heat is not on you man you know it's all love like, oh no but I, this should, honestly this new new age is kind of weird mm. and i'm i'm like really looking at it trying to like kind of back up and look at it because you know when i'm since i'm like i'm kind of in the middle of being i'm in in my third year of being in the organization so i'm just like okay i don't really have time to be all out there and all all that stuff because i'm you know i'm dealing with grad school stuff and TAing and and research and all that stuff so I'm, i'm not really i don't really have the time to really look into it right or be in the middle of it so I'm kind of taking a step back and looking from the eagle eagle's eye view. And I'm just like, wow, like this stuff is really changing and not for the better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like they let in all, a lot of these clout chasers and they let in a lot of these people that are not necessarily there for the right reasons. And this is when you get like those people that are super Greeks and it's just something and i mean there's nothing wrong with super greeks but you just also i need to know that it's not your whole life mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. because it's uh when you join in undergrad it's a part of it in undergrad but when you get out of undergrad you get into your life after school your priorities switch so now you're having to focus on yourself in order to provide for your family than your mm-hmm. community, right? That's that's the whole purpose of it all. And I see people that are graduating and you're still just like, you're five, six years in and you're still out here f- trying to fuck with freshmen. Like five, six years in, mm-hmm. four years removed from graduating college and I still see you're at the, front, the, the back to school party. Like that doesn't make any type of fucking sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like go get a job. <laughs> provide for yourself and get you some money, nigga. Yeah, get you some motherfucking money, nigga. Leave these kids <laughs> alone, man. Get your God, bro. Like this, and I'm just—I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm not doing the right thing. I'm just trying to establish myself now. So later on, I'm doing. My dad tells me this all the time. My dad, my dad's my fraternity brother as well. I don't know if you guys knew that. Mm-hmm. But he tells me this all the time. Like it's okay to take that time off. Like I, I had to do it whenever I had you guys. Like. I had you guys, I took time off and got myself right and went back, you know what I'm saying? Like, and not even really going back, you're not all out there and shit, you're going back to the business. You're supposed to come back a different person and a better person. You're going back 
in the business aspect. You're handling business. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. You want to further organization. You want to do the things that uplift com- your community. Like that's the whole purpose. Would you want to take on the the actual leadership of the headquarters of it if you wanted to? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. It would look good. Um, I just don't have time right now. As right now, <laughs> all those books that I saw you, you barely even have time to read. <laughs> all those damn <laughs> equations and all those chemistry books. I was like, uh-uh. brain melting looking at it. <laughs> brain I, melting looking at those books. <laughs> Yeah, really see why I'm so sure. forgetful now. Like I just I'm saving all that space for chemistry, man. I get it. Yeah, I I think we can all agree that, that we see that there is positives and negatives. There's going to be the good with the bad, and people are kind of unfortunately just have to take it for what you will, and just and even if you're not understanding of it, just be okay with the fact that they made their choice, and if they're happy doing it. Good for them. I still struggle with that. Really and truly, I'm sorry. It's just you can only control control what you can control. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just you can control the people. Exactly. It's just like fucking. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just how I was brought just up. For the fucking weirdos, I need to stop being fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Continue Ooh. to be you. If you was yeah. a fucking lame before, you're still lame. You just got letters mm-hmm. now. Don't yeah. fucking matter. And one thing I'll say too on. Going back to HBCUs and PWIs is that black people are gonna find their home regardless, whether mm-hmm. it's at an HBCU or a PWI, in the sense that at NTSU they have the Black Student Union, so kind of their own form of it. And you know, we being Caribbean, we have CSA. People are African have ASO, and they try to do this thing called the Black Caucus, which is basically all of the black organizations coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really good idea, and it was running pretty decent. Here comes the butt. Well, the only butt was because the dude was, who was running it was a weirdo. <laughs> like, sexually harassing girls and shit. Oh, so, fuck. Yeah. Bitch. He was one of those fake white knights that was like, I respect women so we can get in their pants type shit. I hate them. So, I hate people like that. Man. But honestly, like, it was a great idea, and I hope that they continue doing it. As they should. I mean, when I, I was feel like there, every school needs something like that. Yeah. You know, the outcome I'm hoping out of this little after hours kid, I hope a lot of people get mad at things I said today because that will mean that they all took the time to listen to everything that we said and it will get a lot of people listening. <laughs> Stop sleeping. You're purposely being a troll? But no, God it's no. It's not even no, being a troll. No, I'm saying really hours, Stop sleeping. This, this is the deep shit. Yeah, this is the deep shit. He's not even being a troll. He's just stating how he feels about I'm very certain things. Yeah. And I, and I, and I understand it. And I didn't even, I, mean, I, I didn't even get, I didn't even get half of it out, man. I still got a lot more heat, but I'm keeping that to myself yeah. because y'all need that shit. Oh, no, it's not even that. But, like, if I could, I mean, I could explain the history to you guys, but. Another time, maybe. Another time. It has to but, be between us. Yeah. But, but my, my closing message is, it is a message to everybody out there that is not doing this for the cultural uplifting is doing this because they are a bully and they like to bully other people. I fucking hate bullies. Stay away from my friends. <laughs> That's all. Kill you. Because the way, because the way, because I, the way I, I was, gr- I grew up, the way I grew up, <laughs> back your knees do stink. But the way I grew for up, justice. Well, for justice, for <laughs> Everything I've been doing, it, it's very clear. Like it's a good thing that like people I knew kept it a secret because if I found out one of my friends came home yeah. battered and bruised up, yeah. there was going to be a fight. There was going to be many fights. I was going to find the motherfucker who had that paddle and I was going to beat him. If Batman had a fraternity, would you join it? 
Did who? If Batman had a paternity, would you join it? Fuck no, he's crazy. He does have <laughs> Batman? <laughs> no, he's a psychopath. He Ooh. has a fraternity. Fuck up. The yeah. Robins. The Robins. Yeah, the fucking Robins. What? Yeah, I see that. What happened in them days? One of them died. Dead. Dead. <laughs> Died, came back, edgy. I don't want that. Yes, price to pay. <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll stick with nah. That's it. I'll, I'll take the jump and thank you. But I, I'm I'm good. I think this is a very insightful episode. For I gonna, that's what I was gonna say. Oh, <laughs> get out of my head. Now get out of my head. And no, please do not try to come me and talk about some UTI. What do you know about it? No, no. Oh no, no, please, no, 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 please. Come, come for me. me. Come talk to me yeah, too. Matter of fact, no, just just come talk to me, bro. Talk to Max. <laughs> come talk to me <laughs> all you want. Because I was an HBCU student who, for us, for HBCU students. We see that more than a PWI student would, mm. and that's just that we're we're getting a closer view of it more than you guys do. Hey man, you don't want to be for me? Come talk to me about it. That's cool. What you gonna do? Roundhouse kick everybody? If they roundhouse kick me first. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> thank y'all for tuning into Outsiders, man. Please make sure y'all like this and y'all share this. Anybody want to get on the Spotify feed? Follow the bottom of my page. Follow all of our platforms, and uh, stay tuned for the next. Episode. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Back in these. Back in these. Do stink. You want some of this? Justice. Don't come for me. Come.